and welcome to the October 3rd, 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life, but this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to have you all here with me today, and of course, it's always wonderful to be out there with you. So today, I have absolutely zero direction as to what I'm going to speak about in terms of bipolar disorder. I have no topics in mind. I have not generated any ideas. And for the first time in over 70 episodes, Mr. Joe has sat down and pressed a record button with absolutely no plan in terms of what my content is going to be other than something that transpired early this morning and has continued throughout the day. And this set of incidents... I believe will lead me into something that is relatable to bipolar disorder. And I guess we could say it's the way other people can affect our mood, affect our mental illness, affect our state of mind. And I could say, thankfully, that I am not allowing this to affect my state of mind today. But I do feel the need to share with my audience because you have come along on this journey with Mr. Joe for a very long time and we've been doing this together for quite some time and I think I have it Uh, you've earned that right as my podcast audience to be a part of my life to understand some of the things that I go through and relate them to some of the things that you might go through and One thing I could say without a doubt is that if you are a divorced parent, your life has probably been a little difficult. If you are a bipolar person who has dealt with cheating in your life, whether you were the cheated on person or you cheated on your significant other and you had relationship problems throughout your marriage or throughout a relationship or an engagement, whatever it might be, a lot of us with bipolar disorder often have very corrupt relationships. Now, I'm thankful that my marriage right now is very nice, and and I could not ask for anything more, probably because I'm medicated. But it goes without saying that whether we have bipolar disorder or not, many, many times we end up in a divorce and I I ask you this whether you're a man or a woman if you have moved on from your significant other for whatever reason it might be and we'll, we'll go with the premise here of just simply being divorced there are a couple of things that you need to remain in contact with especially if you have children you want to talk about their health you want to talk about their school, um, related to health, obviously any major medical decisions, potentially their social life, uh, anything that concerns their well-being. Two parents, no matter how 
bad the marriage was and no matter how much worse the divorce might have been, some way, somehow, you have to find a way to get along when it comes to your children. And I have been trying now for about seven years to get along with my ex-wife. I have done everything that a man could possibly do. I did everything wrong that a man could possibly do while I was married to her. She didn't do anything right by me either, so let's just get that straight. But, ironically, when we became divorced, I started to do everything right by her. And maybe it was guilt. Maybe it was because she was now going to parent half of the time on her own. And I knew that she wasn't capable of doing that without me. Which is why I used to send her hundreds and hundreds of dollars more in child support than I actually owed her. Um, probably close to $600 more in child support than I used to owe her. And then, um, you know, the very beginning when we were um, first separated, there was no court order. Uh, the court order that we got, we, we insisted on that. We, we went to court voluntarily and had them put a court order into place because of something that she did to me, which was in the very beginning, we still shared a bank account, and she actually went into my bank account and took her child support money a couple of days early, because I guess she needed it, I would always be on time, first of the month, but not only did she take that, she wiped out my whole bank account, so at that point in time, I was like, that's it, we got to go to court and get this written down and figure it out from there. Um, you know, I've talked about the fake receipts that she'll submit pretending that my children do things or need things that they've never really needed or that she's never really bought or that she's given me duplicates of or that other people have bought for them that she didn't spend a dime on. That's something else that I figured out. She, the dummy actually sent me a receipt the other day and it had her boyfriend's name on the credit card uh, payment option. So I'm thinking to myself, well, you didn't buy this. And you know what I did? I reimbursed her anyway. I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to fight. I want, here's what I want with my ex-wife and this divorce. I want to be able to share the expense in birthday parties, even though sharing the expense, expense for me means 66%, whatever. Okay. Um, but, you know, hopefully she'd do the right thing, which, again, it would never come down to this because she won't even be around near my wife, who has been nothing but nice to my children, uh, like a mother herself. I want to share birthday parties. I want to combine um, families and be around each other. I, I would have liked to invite my ex-wife to my wedding. You know, I would have liked to invite my ex-wife and her boyfriend to gender reveals. My wife has offered, when there was some controversy about the house that I still own, which, by the way, she asked to be sold in our divorce papers, and instead, because she was too lazy to move out, I went and got her modification after modification and actually went against my own divorce papers and her own request after she had modified the agreement that she made, that's what a sicko she is, 
She was allowed to make the terms and conditions of our divorce agreement, com completely given full rights. And when she provided me with them and I submitted it to my lawyer, my lawyer would write it up and she would change her mind. Three separate occasions, which ended up costing me close to $40,000 because of her nonsense. Nevertheless, there was a time when my ex-wife really thought she was going to be on her way out because she was in that whole mode. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go to an apartment, start a new life. Uh, my wife even offered to help her pack, you know, things like that. That's what we want to do. That's the way we want to be. And it'll never, ever be like that. We want to be like that because we want to show my children that there's no more animosity. It's a better life for everybody involved. Now, I've shared with three people today um, what I'm about to share with you. I shared it with my sister, shared it with my best friend, Tad, and I shared it with a co-worker, and a co-worker that I've known for about seven years. I used to work with her at my former place of employment, and we now work together here. Um, and they've all said the same thing, and I'm not going to tell you what they said until I read you these text messages and I want to make sure I'm hoping to God that when I go back we're about 10 minutes in guys so when I hit the stop button what I'm going to end up doing is actually listening to this podcast again and folding right into about the 10 minute mark and praying that my voice is still on this podcast because what I'm about to do is I'm about to I'm doing this episode over my phone right now and what I'm going to do on my galaxy is I'm going to hit that app button that brings up all your apps and I'm going to switch very click, quickly over to my messages because today is my daughter's birthday she turned 15 years old and the very first thing that I did this morning besides wish her a happy birthday and send her a nice message is I asked her because I've been asking her since last weekend as I've already told everybody I've been asking her if I could see her. <laughs> I really want to see her desperately for her birthday. And, you know, she's been very into her friends. And tonight is not the night, unfortunately, because her mother is taking her out. You know, uh, the witch will have her and my son somewhere, you know, and the Wizard of Oz or something like that. Who knows where the witch is going to go. But I certainly will not be around the witch. It's been made evidently clear to me that she's taking my daughter out, and that's fine. So immediately I said, you know, to my daughter, listen, you know, you're going out with mom tonight, but I would love to see you tomorrow, even Friday. You know, whatever works best for you, I'll leave work. Me and your stepmother and your brother, little brother, would love to see you for your birthday. I'll give you your presents. We'll go out to dinner. By the way, I still haven't heard back from her, so whatever, you know. But I made every effort to, and I've been making every effort since five days before her birthday. I mean, is really what it comes down to. Um, because it's my daughter, and I want to see her. And I don't live with her during the week. She goes to school in a different town. And I don't have that luxury of coming home and walking into the house and seeing her, um, you know, the minute I get home. It doesn't work like that. I might talk to my kids over the phone, but I don't get to see them. And that's the sucky part of being divorced. But it is what it is. You know, I I'll tell you this. She is the one that wanted to have the custody of them during the week and all she does is scream yell and curse me out about the fact that she's a single mom and I, I constantly tell her I go if I knew you were going to complain about this I would have fought you wouldn't have cost if it would have cost me a hundred grand I would have fought you for custody just so I didn't have to hear this nonsense because I want to be a father 
I want to drive my children places. I want to go buy them school supplies. I want to do food shopping for them during the week, even though I go every weekend anyway and spend a fortune on them. I don't care about that. I want to be a dad, and I think I'm a damn good dad. I may not get to be a dad in person every night of the week, but I think the quality time that I spend with them is definitely more valuable than an excessive amount of time that involves cursing and screaming and throwing items at children and cursing their ex-husband and saying to their to, to her children, I just want to die. I never wanted this life. F this, F that. And, you know, my daughter coming to me and telling me that she believes her mother has a mental illness. I had to put you guys on pause because a big bad truck just started up. I apologize if you heard that. So anyway, my daughter thinks that my ex-wife has a mental illness, and that's neither here nor there. Let me get back to the point of me having to forward now 13 minutes into my podcast because what I'm about to do is switch over to my text messages that started coming through at exactly 9 a.m. this morning. And again, remember, it's my daughter's 15th birthday, and this is what I um, opened up, I'm sorry, 10.06 a.m. This was the first thing. And I apologize if I'm boring you, but I think it's important that you hear this. So I get one of four text messages that come through. Do you plan on seeing your daughter for her birthday this week? Or were you just spiting her for this weekend? Because that's what you do. Last weekend, you allowed your kids to sit on the side while purposely purposely being left out. How disgusting on everyone's part. Zero class, zero. And yes, purposely. I'm done with the SHI shit you do. Oh God, I just cursed. Sorry. The shit you do and allow. You hurt my kids long enough. By the way, they are kids. You take their birthday money. Still, you rob thousands upon thousands of their dollars. You should be saving for them, not taking their money. I'm done with you and your white trash ways. <laughs> So, for what it's worth, Mr. Joe is not African-American, he's white. And that has been given away at this point. Um, I, I don't even know how to respond. I don't think I need to defend myself. Uh, I made a deal with my children. Unfortunately, my daughter doesn't really follow through on the deal. Whenever they have holidays, birthdays, Christmases, I'd like them to take at least half their money and put it into a bank account. And my son has nearly, and we just started doing this like a year ago, because um, I was tired of just giving them their money that they get and them spending it on nonsense. I want them to save up, and everything they save, I match it. And my son's got nearly like $2,500 already saved. He's going to have a down payment for a car. My daughter literally goes in there every week and takes money out so she could be with her friends. I think she got about 400 bucks. So I don't know what my ex-wife expects. I believe that she thinks that they were supposed to come home with all this money um, and, and accuses me of stealing it. Little does she know I'm putting it in a bank account for them. I mean, I don't even know how to answer it. I don't even know where she gets it from. I know it's not my children. I think it's just disgusting what she says. So I don't even know how to describe what's going on. I don't know what they were left out of. I have no idea. I couldn't even couldn't even ponder a guess. So I'm assuming since the only time that I was with them was during the, um, what's it called, the gender reveal. I mean, maybe because during the time we opened the box, they weren't standing next to me because they both wanted to tape it. 
I mean, it was their choice. They wanted to put it on their phone. And then immediately, as soon as it was done, they came over. We took all kinds of pictures. Uh, they're, they're my family. They're my children. We're one family. They didn't want to come over. They wanted to, I mean, this is what I'm guessing. I have no idea. And if you want to be that petty about things, I mean, you know, my, my little guy also wasn't over there. I mean, it wasn't any different. I spent the entire day with both of my older children. They were included into everything. They're part of the family, and it was a beautiful day. It was amazing. So I don't even know what the heck she's talking about. And again, the money is just, if this woman thinks that I'm going to take the money that comes from my side of the family and give it to her, she's out of her mind. So 1020, this comes through. The jealousy against my daughter is so obvious to everyone, despite the comments and the disgusting way they are excluded, the unresolved issues and the lack of self-worth that are taken out on my daughter is sick. You are exactly with and where you belong. So excuse the grammar because she's a moron, but you get the point. You are a loser. You don't have to take off to see your daughter. That's an excuse. I will not be around you or anyone who degrades my children any longer, not for a second. I thought your mother was bad. She was an angel compared to this SHIT. You're dead to me. <laughs> Guys, this is on my daughter's birthday. Completely unprompted. Again, I don't think I need to defend myself. I don't know what in the world she's talking about. I mean, you know, I showed this all to my my wife, and I, I guess she has to, she assumes that, we, we assume that she's talking about my wife that puts my daughter down, which has never happened. And it's funny, my wife, just for the heck of it, just forwarded me her exchange with my daughter because um, she wished her a happy birthday, and it, it was beautiful. My daughter writes to my to her stepmom, I love you so much, Mom. I love you so much, and I miss you. So this is not a little girl who's going home and, and making up stories, which would be made-up stories. This is this sick witch making assumptions because she's just so angry about the fact that we're not married anymore. So after you're dead to me, they start pouring through again because I made a reference to her about soccer. And I know I shouldn't have. I just couldn't help myself. I said, you know, I think it's disgusting that well, I could read it. Um, well, that's boring. You don't want to hear that. But, um, you know, I made a reference to soccer and she goes, oh, and in reference to soccer, you're the only man who sees their mids <laughs> two times per week and plays father of the year. You're welcome for doing yours and my job. You make me sicker. You're a liar and a manipulator, a manipulator, an effing loser. And I just, I don't know what to say, you know. Listen, most divorced parents see their children every other weekend. I at least see my kids two times a week, you know, not to mention that when it is my quote-unquote weekend, those are the weeks that they're not supposed to be with me. The weeks where they are, they're with me Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're with me every single school vacation. They spend summers with me. You know, I don't, and, and, and like a dummy, I'm still paying child support when they're with me for months at a time. But again, at this point, I wouldn't even ask for child support for my ex-wife. I'd, I'd, I'd want them just to take care of them. That's how, how much of a sicko this woman is that I think I need to remove them from her. So, um, let's see. 
Here they come again. Look at what you do. Nothing. You allow her to be degraded week after week, you sick F-U-C-K. I'm done with it. Effing done. What are you doing for her birthday? A Wiggles concert that she isn't invited to? Trashy F-U-C-K-S. Don't worry about your daughter getting hurt by a guy. You broke her heart long ago, and you continue to. 11.18 now. now. This is going on for an hour. Okay, then I sent her one text back, and that was it. She's still going on, not answering her. If you want to see your daughter, you make an effort. They will no longer be around people who treat them like subhumans. I, guys, I don't know where this is coming from. Her and my, my wife have a beautiful relationship. It's either just pure jealousy or it's just she's demented. Something's wrong with her. You figure out how to do that. You're the father. You make an effort. And if you're not allowed or it's going to cause a crying tantrum fit, at least my kids don't have to witness the dysfunction. They are not below anyone. And if you agree that they don't deserve anything from you, then that's fine. You're non-existent in their lives anyway. School started, not an effing pencil offered to either kid. Then you keep whatever cash they get. Wow, just wow. You save your money for them, whatever that means. Listen, guys, I pay child support. I have bought my children school supply after school supply. My lawyer has yelled at me year in and year out because it's included with child support. But yet I still go out and I buy. You know, I'm not supposed to buy my kids clothes, but I just can't help it. I do it anyway. Yeah, that's included in child support too. But you know what? I buy them clothes anyway, for there, for here, for my house, their house. And you know what? When they need startup clothes for school, I buy that also. So it's not even true. It's not even true. Now, did I hand it to my ex-wife? Absolutely not, because I'm not doing this to impress her. I'm doing it for my children. That's all I care about. So I don't need to show her what I've gotten, because anytime I show her what I've gotten, she takes that as a, a means of assuming that we're now buddies. That's what she does. And then I'll get all these lovey, lovey-dovey texts where I literally have to stop ignoring those two because they're so inappropriate where she'll start talking about our past and, um, you know, how we were once good together. I mean, real sick stuff, guys. I mean, stuff that I show my wife and we just can't believe our eyes. I mean, so... You make the determination, and the three people that I showed this to today have all come to the conclusion that this woman is still in love with me. And whether that is true or not is beyond me. I hope to God that it's not. I just, I don't know what to do anymore. And I swear to you guys, I wouldn't reveal these text messages and, and say to you that none of it is true if it wasn't. If there was something that I had to own up to, don't you think by now, as much as I've revealed to my audience, I would turn around and say, you know what? I did a crappy job with this. I was wrong. And here's why I was wrong, and here's what I'm going to do to fix it. Not a single sentence, not a single word that came out of her mouth was true. And just so you hear, um, oh, one of my coworkers wrote, Everyone loves you. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, anyway, and I, I think it's because I was... Let's see, what did I write? 
Uh, I wrote that she makes me feel like an, a, a, a horrible dad. And she goes, everyone loves you. Whatever, everyone loves you. It was very serious, uh, very kind of her. So my wife wrote, hey, Sarah Lee, I just saw that you left your bathing suit here. Oh, no, God, that was from July. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, hey, Sarah Lee, happy birthday. Hope your day is going great. We get to see you soon. All kinds of things, you know, like little... Those little icons, whatever you people call them. And she writes, thank you so much. This is my daughter, back to my wife. I miss and love you so much with hearts. And then my my uh, wife wrote, uh, yay, I got a response. Just kidding, LOL. Miss you and love you too. Enjoy the rest of your day. And And that is how their interactions go over a phone, over a text, and in person. My children adore my wife. My wife is the most, she treats those children, which are my children, as if they're her own. She has from day one. My wife has taken care of my children for at one point in our lives, for two summers in a row, just her and them. While I worked, while my ex-wife worked, they stayed with my wife every single day, every minute of every day, they didn't go to camp for two years. They stayed with my wife. I woke up in the morning. I had to go to work. I kissed everybody goodbye. And then it was the three of them. And she took care of them. Every day for two summers in a row. And I was still sending that witch child support. I've had it, guys. I really have. I mean, so here's what it, I guess here's the topic that it leads to. Man, if I wasn't medicated, whoa my bipolar would be running wild right now. I'd still be typing away. My fingers would be ready to fall off. I'd literally have splints on my thumbs because I'd be typing so hard. Back to her, cursing her out, telling her all the insignificant, all the, all the horrible things that she is and that she stands for. And But you know what? I just let it be. I gave my one response about soccer. I shouldn't have even gave her that satisfaction. I really shouldn't have. And I can see, though, how this can play on a person's stress level. So I'm asking those of you who are doing similar things like this, try your best not to do it. Try your very best. I don't know what brings this on in a person, and that's what I'm asking you guys. So write to me, please, Mr. Joe BP at yahoo.com, and give me your feedback on this. I want to know is it love? Is it true hate? Is it because she's so angry that I've gotten myself together and I'm healthy now and I, and I have all the things that she wanted to have with me? Which, by the way, she was a lunatic. The way she's acting right now is no different than the way she treated me while we were married. It's no different. And that was not my imagination. That was not the bipolar imagination that we oftentimes have. Yes, I blamed her for a heck of a lot more than she was um, to be blamed for. But, man, she did her share. Anybody who walks around and breaks phones over your head and kicks you and attacks you and scratches you, I mean, they're sick. They're sick. I don't care if it's a girl or a guy. They, you, we shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be putting our hands on one another. Do you know how violent I used to get when I was unmedicated? Not only to myself, 
the times I have grabbed my ex-wife or my wife, even for that matter. No, I never hit them. Never hit them. But man, I have grabbed them, thrown them down on beds, yelled at them, you're the reason why I'm like this. I'm not sick. I'm normal. You're the sick one. Yeah, sure. I did all that. I swear to you, I did. I own up to it. Look back on it, it makes me sick. But that's part of who we are when we are unmedicated. That's part of who we are because we have bipolar disorder. That's part of who we are when we want to get ourselves better and then learn from our mistakes. Part of who she is is an undiagnosed, unmedicated, psychopathic, wackadoo witch who will unfortunately spend the rest of her days torturing me and belittling me and putting me down. And I think the best thing that I could do is really just ignore it, guys. I mean, what else can I do? And, and again, I ask those of you that are going through some kind of a battle in your relationship, as hard as it might be, man, try your very best to be cordial and civil towards one another, especially if you have children. None of it matters, man. None of it matters. I spend more on a divorce than I spent on a wedding. What does that make me? It makes me a moron. Especially knowing that one week before I got married, I didn't even want to get married. Especially knowing that I had a child because I thought it would make my marriage better, which it did for a couple of months. Then it got worse again. And then I had another child because I said, well, it didn't work last time. Maybe it'll work this time. Okay? I mean, I mean spent half my married life doing drugs whether I want to use it as an excuse or not that she drove me to do drugs sure I'm sure 50% of it was I didn't want to deal with her and my mother and all that nonsense the other 50% was my bipolar brain trying to even out my chemicals and make me feel normal but I spent half my life with her snorting cocaine 50% of the time doing it with her because guess what? She introduced it to me. Now, I am responsible for my own actions. She didn't introduce it to me and say, here, go and do this every single day for the next nine months. That was not her plan. But I would have never even seen... I mean, listen, I shouldn't say that because I probably would have discovered it anyway. As bipolar people, we discover, it, we discover what we crave somewhere along the lines. And, you know, just because I was really, really older when I started experimenting with those kind of drugs doesn't mean that I would not have if she didn't introduce it to me because clearly my brain at that point was uh, at a point of no return and after you hallucinate and hear voices for so many years I think it is inevitable that you're going to do something about it so I went ahead and did but more importantly I did something about the way that I felt now here and now and I got myself medicated and I see a doctor and I'm doing better than I ever have uh, yeah is my life without obstacles no it's not it's never going to be none of our lives are going to be but why in the world would I want to make it more difficult for somebody because life is hard enough why get in the way of life and make somebody else's life even more miserable than it has to be or even more difficult than it has to be or take away the joy of a birthday or a holiday uh, you know and I, 
listen, my daughter revealed to me that she told my ex-wife that my wife is pregnant. So I know where this is all coming from, you know. Reach out to me, MrJoeBP at Yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions, if you have any, um, I guess, any conclusive opinions as to what might be going on with this woman, please reach out and let me know. Even if you tweet me at MrJoeBP, oh, sorry, at Mr. Bipolar Joe. You know, I'm, I'm willing to listen to a tweet. I, I love it when you guys hit me up on the Twitter, you know, anything, you know. Let me know what the heck is going on here because I'm lost. I really am. Am I that ignorant or am I that healthy? I just want to be left alone. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I ask that you, um, if you are living with a mental illness right now and you're doing well, I ask that you continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness or an addiction, I ask that you continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, I ask you that you continue to fight and continue to battle no matter how hard that might be. And most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast.